So we find ourselves live here once again, 8 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time for the Early Bird Podcast Sessions. Stefan Maya with you. AddedSouls.com is the website. And we are Wednesday, where we study the scriptures, and we've been going through the book of Genesis. And we find ourselves for this session in Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Verses 1 through 9, where we see the commonly labeled universal language, the Tower of Babel, and confusion. We're going to look at the inspired information therein, and uh, you and I look into, investigate further the context and what they were going through and how things were revealed. Hmm? See what we can uh, capture, see what we can receive, and see what we can apply, see what kind of information is in there. that all right? Housekeeping stuff, please be sure to subscribe to the channel, to follow, like, share, comment, all that kind of good stuff helps this material move forward and reach other individuals like ourselves who might want to study this kind of stuff, right? Consider doing that, and if also, you would consider going to addedsouls.locals.com and signing up. It's free to sign up, but once you are there, you can choose to uh, support If you are willing and able, you can support the Added Souls Ministry, the Maya family, and the mission work we are involved with in the east coast of Canada, in New Brunswick, Canada. We planted a church May 8th, 2022. We are the East Coast Church of Christ. We are in a location where there are no churches of Christ, and we want to minister to our communities. So we're seeking a goal, a plan forward. We are 15 members strong. We are currently not financially independent, naturally, so uh, we uh, solicit those of you who are Christians who would like to partake and get involved. And if you sign up to addedsouls.locals.com and you support there, you'll have uh, reports and updates and have also uh, exclusive material, live streaming video uh, studies and sermons and sessions. You'll have articles, you'll have uh, updates, like I said, and and stuff like that. And there's no amount that's too small, no amount that's too big. Everything is documented. I have everything. I've been having everything for a decade plus now uh, recorded in uh, the support that comes in and where it goes and how it goes about. And We just want to uh, have the hope of uh, finding some land <clears throat> over here and uh, building something modest to accommodate the gospel in the community. So we'd... Uh, We'd love to have you getting involved with that. You want some more information, we can set up, of course, a video chat, a phone call. We can interact through email, private messages, whatever it is you are more comfortable with. That good? Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. We're going to open up the scriptures together. I'll put that on the screen, and we'll go through them. Is that okay? Also, in the show notes there, you'll find other ways as well. If you're not comfortable signing up to addedsouls.locals.com, you can certainly give donation through PayPal, my email, addedsouls at gmail.com, or if you seek a solid address, reach out to me. We'll have a conversation. I will give you the address in which you can mail something. Good stuff? All right. Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Let me put that on the screen. There we go. And I'll slide in my video feed on the bottom left. Boom. There we go. Now, the whole earth used the same language and the same words. There was a time in our history, recorded therein, where mankind walked this earth and spoke the same understandable language. And uh, this indeed was through the penmanship of Moses, revealing to his people, the house of the Hebrew, 
what had been taking place in these patriarchal times. The people, the whole earth, language, the same words. And it came about as they journeyed east, these people. And of course, in chapter 10, you see the chronological uh, genealogy, uh, genealogy, the ancestral tree and the branches and the, the various nations that came about and all that wonderful information in there. I would point you towards, you know, ministries such as apologeticspress.org and uh, various others who have done uh, due diligence in these studies and all these names. I know I had to do the same when I went to Bible school, and it was quite fascinating. Something we used to read through in the scriptures, being like, you know, almost bored with it. It's like, eh, more genealogies, more names, boring. Once you really dive deeper into the names and where they connect and how they connect and why they connect, uh, it's just truly fascinating. And the chapters you thought were so boring with genealogies become well and alive, connecting the dots to recorded accounts and so on and so forth. So I always encourage individuals who were just like myself saying, ah, this is boring, I want to just skip through those genealogies. Don't do that. Go go check them out. You, you'll be fascinated at the gems you find in this uh, treasure path. And they lead to chapter 11, right? Where the whole earth used the same language and the same words. And it came about as uh, they journeyed east <clears throat> that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. So they found a geographical location where the people united decided to uh, colonize, establish, congregate, build. And they said to one another, these people who utilize the same words, the same language, okay? They say to each other, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. That's interesting. The ingenuity the intellect of the day, utilizing what was available to them. It's uh, fascinating, because God has given us a thinking mind, a free will, and a thinking mind to reason, to look at the objects before us under the submission we have of this natural realm, and say, hey, you know, look at this. This is a tree, and this tree organically holds a material that I could utilize to build with, right? That kind of stuff. Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. The ingenuity of man's mind connected together with the same language and the same words. In this location, geographically positioned, wanted to build for themselves. They could see what was possible and they refuse to recognize any boundaries before them. There are no boundaries. We can do as we wish and achieve anything and everything. So they are going to use uh, the technology of their day. They were not uh, as uh, today's modern, quote-unquote, scientific realm uh, would speak as um, primitive or lacking in function intellectually. Not at all. Human beings were created as we see them today, fully functional. And uh, the capabilities of our um, uh, goals that we seek to achieve uh, were well and alive in the day of Babel as they are today. 
and mankind saw what was before them and wanted to utilize them for their own, of course, selfish ambitions. And quite an ambitious path they chose to take. Let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used brick for stone, and they used tar for mortar. And that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's all about the motive of the heart. Why do they seek to create from what they have? And what is the purpose of their creation? What are they trying to achieve? You know, today, we can tap into exactly what took place here in this recorded account. We wouldn't think so. We would think this again because of the, the indoctrination we've been having for decades within the realm of those who have the worldview of atheism and evolution. They've skewed, they've perverted our thoughts into thinking that this is primitive. This is not in an intelligent format, that they, these were, of course, either fables of sorts, or if human beings existed in this time, they were of a lower specimen, you know, a lower <laughs> kind that could not think for themselves almost, you know. Um, but that's not the case at all, not at all. Human beings thought back then the way we think today and that's just the truth of it and the motive behind them was of course corrupt and not god focused we do have boundaries and there are scriptures to that end you know we are submissive to the natural realm in which we are created to walk we can't fly we don't have wings human beings don't have wings like birds now if we seek to fly we must function with the ingenuity of what is at our disposal, and we create things called airplanes. Oh, now we can fly, you know. <clears throat> but you just can't jump off a building of your own biological uh, fleshly container, or you'll go splat way down there at the bottom of the mountain or the bottom of the building. These individuals, these human beings, they let go that boundary. They shouldn't. And they wanted to make themselves out to be gods with their intellect. We're so smart. We are so advanced. We have evolved. And we can do everything. And we can, we have no boundaries, you know. So let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And there's nothing inherently wrong with building, by the way. Again, it's all about the motive. It's all about the motive. Always question. Always question that when it's, see, when, when you see uh, the fruits being produced and what they are producing, you can ask the question, why? It's not a sin to ask why. Be careful of brethren, those who proclaim to be gospel preachers, who will stand before or behind the pulpit, if you will, and teach, teach us that it is sinful at any time, for any reason, to ever question motives. Be, 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 when you hear that, that's when you need to question the motive of the individual saying that. Because they've got sinister, they've got something sinister going on. They've got selfish ambitions in the back, uh, in within their ravenous hearts. you got to be careful with that. Jesus did ch checked on motives, so did the apostles. The scriptures is replete with the motives, the intent of the heart of individuals and why they were doing what they were doing. Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. Why? Why are they willing to do this? Is it simply because it well, is it of a righteous motive or an unrighteous motive? Well, we will soon see it was of an unrighteous one. And they used brick for stone, and they used tar for mortar. And they said, 
Come, let us build for ourselves a city. And here, of course, we see a sign of self-interest, self-ambition. Paul would deal with these in the New Testament, speaking to his brethren, the epistle to the Philippians, right? Some proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition. The things they are doing are not for God. They are not for the brotherhood. They are not for the members they are proclaiming to. It is for their own selfish and uh, prideful enterprise, okay? Well, these here reveal the motive. Let us build for ourselves a city. And again, it's not sinful if you seek to build a house and have your family live in the house you build. But why is it being built? As Christians, we need to ask that question, and sometimes we don't, and we miss the mark when we don't. Why do you seek to build a house? Let me give you an illustration that is very real to me and my family. You know, my family, my wife and I, my children, my mother and my father, we seek to, Lord willing, have ourselves one day soon perhaps the ability to purchase land and to build a house where we can live. Well, is it to build for ourselves? Well, no. The product, of course, is always for the further growth of the gospel. Everything we have is for the further growth of the gospel, and it must be set with that seek ye first mentality, Matthew 6.33. These people should be building what they want to build for God, and they should recognize that there are boundaries, limitations in their realm, and that it should always have God's approval. If it doesn't have God's approval, then you are to be submissive to God's will and to be obedient to his mind. If me and my family seek to have land and build a house for my family to live in, well, we want it to be utilized for God's goodwill, and we want his approval. If he does not approve, well, we'll keep doing what we are doing currently, which is renting. You see what I'm saying? Everything. Lord, would you allow us to have transportation? Is there a way we can purchase a vehicle? What's so wrong with having God involved with all these major uh, goals we might have or um, things we might seek to uh, be blessed with. Now, you don't need to ask God, Lord, is it okay if I go buy some milk at the local grocery store? Okay, let's not be foolish and take these things to an extreme, but if you're going to build a city, if you're going to build a tower, I think it, build, I, I think it deserves to have God's approval. God is worthy, and they should speak to God about this, and it should be built for God's uh, purpose. But as you can see, they say, come, let us build for ourselves a city. Human ingenuity is not sinful inherently so. But when the motive turns into some kind of a let's reach godlike presence where mankind thinks themselves to become gods, where we again find ourselves in this current generation, we see, we're reading what's going to happen. And what happened over here thousands and thousands of years ago is no different than what's going to happen to us today in this current generation with mankind thinking they can manipulate time and travel back to the past or to the future or utilize technology in such a way that we can, uh, in the molecular level, if you will, um, the nano realm, 
And I'm not well versed with all of that science. I'm a novice, obviously. I just look at the surface and I see what I can and the descriptions I see I utilize from what I've learned and share with you. But by all means, you can dive into that much deeper. But the technologies we have, we tend to think we can do like we've watched on Star Trek movies and shows, right? Just beam me up, Spock, you know, that kind of stuff. And we are creating again, once again, this prideful enterprise, this endeavor where we believe ourselves to become our own gods. And that's never worked out well for humanity because we have boundaries. And there is a God, a living God we must seek and find. He's made it quite <laughs> public and available. Look all around us, right? I mean, these people here thousands of years ago should have seen the landscape. I am certain they have heard and have seen the, uh, the works of the great I am. They, why on earth would they build for themselves a city and a tower? they say, a, a tower whose top will reach into the heaven. Well, that's not the location of mankind. We've been created for a purpose and we have boundaries. Why do we think ourselves to become gods? Because we're, we are intelligent? Well, God has blessed us with intelligence. No doubt. I mean, we people have done some, some very smart things. Look at the age of the industry. Look at the electrical realm. Look at the internet. I mean, we, we can do some pretty fascinating stuff. We can put food in a little box, press a button, and it warms it up. <laughs> we do some pretty smart stuff. But what we consider to be the height of human intelligence, you know, the Einstein arrival, it's, it's really nothing compared to the mind of the Creator the divine deistic source, the power that has spoken all things into order, God. So here, mankind, thinking too highly of themselves again, thought they could build for themselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven and let us make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we will be, we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But you see, that was the plan. That was the plan. That makes me think of something now. Uh, now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born of them. We see how God, of course, tells humankind to multiply and to go about on this earth. And that's what they were commissioned to do. That was the boundary. It was a blessing, but it was a boundary as well. And these here do not want to remain within the boundary of being scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. No, they want to come together and desire a godlike complex. Sadly, we have a great many fellow Christians who corrupt themselves with these selfish ambitions. They do so when they achieve academic uh, credentials, some of them scholarly minds, and I encourage academic pursuits, I encourage education, I encourage uh, scholarly understanding, but never with the motive of selfish ambition, pride, and these egotistical maniacs we have in the church today, sadly. Uh, you know, these kind of individuals do what we see recorded and read here in Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, 
We shouldn't have that in the church. We should always be humble, willing to wash, clean the floors, open the doors, greet our brethren, pray for them, you know, um, have an equal mind. But these here, nope. Let's come together here, build our, for ourselves, reach into heaven. I mean, how, <clears throat> how arrogant must you be? How arrogant must you be to reach into heaven, the realm in which the great I am holds? It's not for us at this time. We have boundaries. But again, you see these, this very same corrupt pestilence within the hearts of many prideful uh, individuals in the church today. Uh, they, they think themselves God. They are the judge. They are the gatekeepers, the key holders. They make themselves out to be the judge. They have this little black book in which they write all the names they've condemned, all the uh, enemies they've made of their own friends, and the list grows long and their circle shrinks. And it's sad, but the same heart and principle we see in these people are seen today in the church among our own kind who step behind pulpits and preach, who are found in elderships. We need to be wise, as Paul commanded. We need, to, we need to be able to discern right from wrong and to have this insight. What good would it be if I kept this wisdom? You know, uh, what, what good would it be if I, we read these words and we don't learn from them, we don't share from them? These people are infected by this corrupt, prideful enterprise. Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven, and let us make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we'll be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Well, maybe that's the purpose of, <laughs> of where you were given and what you were told to do, to be scattered. So the Lord had to interact now, had to um, intervene, if you will, once again among mankind. So he came down to see the city. And of course, the language of up, down, left, right, and all this kind of stuff is accommodative language for us humans to understand. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. Sons of men is an interesting phrase, isn't it? Or an interesting description. In chapter 6 of Genesis, now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born of them, that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men, that kind of language, right, is interesting, the sons of men had built. So over here again in chapter 11, verse 6, now the Lord said, now the Lord reasons, Okay, we've seen the reasoning of mankind, which is corrupt. We see now the reasoning of God, which is pure and just. And the Lord says, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Now reason with God and the way he speaks. We can understand this language. Behold, they are one and they all have the same language. That should be a blessing 
It should not be taken for granted. They, the people, should have utilized that and thanked God for that communication, right? They should have thanked God for the blessing of being one people and having the same language because that is an expedient blessing for communication purposes. But they took God's blessing, God's uh, authorized condition of communication, and they began to think for themselves and take for granted, oh, it's because of us, we, you know, that Nebuchadnezzar infection. You know, that Nebuchadnezzar infection where he stands on top of his, um, I forget now, he stands on top of his flat and he looks about and he says, look what I've done. Look what I have achieved. Look at everything I have done. You know, the I syndrome, me, 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 myself and I syndrome, the Nebuchadnezzar contamination. Well, we know what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, don't we? He went off eating some grass. Well, behold, God says, they are one people and they all have the same language. That was authorized. That was allowed by God. And these people took that for granted, turned it around and thought for themselves, we, I, myself and I, ourselves. And this is what they began to do, God says. This is what they began to do. Why would they be doing this? It is hostility towards God. They want to reach the heavens? How arrogant must you be? And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. They will achieve the path to uh, breach the boundary. And that is not allocated to them. They are not allowed to do that. They are not authorized to do that. And it's not because... God is some kind of heavy-handed tyrant who refuses anyone to question his dictatorship. Not at all. It's because he understands the conditions in which he created man and the boundaries of our biological, physical, fleshly containers. He understands what we are made of and what we can do and what we can't do. And so to embark on things that are uh, what what is described as impossible is to breach the conditions of our minds and these bodies we live in, which is a step outside the law, which becomes lawless. Look at what they've done. See, we have that problem today as well. Sadly, we do. We do not ponder on our boundaries. And there's nothing wrong or nothing inherently sinful with ingenuity, ambition, talent, to recognize what is before us and through our intellect utilize it for advances in science and medicine and exploration. But it should never become the motive in which we read of here at in Genesis chapter 11. And sadly, we've done the same thing they were doing. You know, let's let's manipulate time. Let's time travel. Let's uh, 
create ourselves technology that will control our minds and do this and do that. We're stepping above and beyond what has been allowed for us to be possible. And we're getting into some dangerous territory where, well, God's going to end it, you know? So God says, come, in verse 7, let us... There's an important word again, isn't there? Us. How can there be a us? Well, because God, monotheistic, one power in three persons. First, second, and third person of the Godhead. That is a an objective, absolute fact of scriptural, rightly handed, handled revealing. <clears throat> there is but one God in three persons. And that's why you see the language, let us. Who? The first, second, and third person of the Godhead. What we commonly know as the Father, Son, and Spirit. Let us go down and there confuse their language. And the us again, remember what Jesus was saying to the religious leaders who kept challenging him? Before Abraham existed, I am. The Christ has always been, is, and will forevermore be. Us. The personhood of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not some kind of electrical force, not some kind of gas or wind. He is. He, male, in gender, is a person. A person of the spiritual realm and power, divine, deity. Let us go down and there confuse their language. There needs to be divine intervention because the people have grown sinful in their motives, in their innovations, in their arrogance, their pride, so that they will not understand one another's speech. How arrogant must, must, must mankind be to try to reach or breach the boundaries of our existence towards a God who has created all things and so God will uh, come down and confuse their language, and they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city. They were humbled. They had exalted themselves, but now they've been humbled. They've been humbled. So no longer were they capable of following the path for themselves, this inner self-interest and envious ambition to reach the heavens. Nope. It is not your lot in life. So the Lord scattered them, and they stopped building the city. Therefore, verse 9, its name was called Babel. I have a footnote in my translation saying, or Babylon. Because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. And from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. 
and we be wise to learn from this account. It is a true, witnessed, and recorded account. And friends, where are we today? Look at our advancements. Look at our achievements. Look at the pride within our hearts, our arrogance. We've created a technology where once again we find ourselves communicating with one language. You know, now through our smart devices, I could speak to someone who is German, who is Japanese. And we can understand each other through the technology of our devices. Is that sinful? Well, not necessarily, but what's the motive for it? Why are we doing that? If it's to share the good news of Jesus Christ in another language, well, praise God. That's what it's all about. God will bless us in these endeavors. But it's if it's to have, once again, one universal language, one universal global power, a new world order, where individuals like Musk and Schwab and Gates and all these names that are recognized today through globalist agendas such as the WHO, and they've corrupted their hearts. Godless, godlessness. And they are seeking once again to build. I mean, you can't make this up. It connects too well for you to be like, nah, no, 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 no. Wake up. Give your head a good shake. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. These kinds today do the same thing. Look at all the technology we have. Look at what we can do. Let's build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens. They themselves want to make themselves out to be gods. And the people, sadly, manipulated and godless, think the government is the power that allows us freedom and that there is no higher power or higher court. And God's going to intervene. Somehow, someway. It might be the day where the sky opens and the trumpets sound and it will be the end of time forevermore. I don't know. Or maybe it'll be war, and we'll go into bondage for centuries once again, to be humbled, to learn that we have boundaries, and we should have always given to God and asked His authority and sought to do things for His good purpose, for His good will. It's the same in the church today, friends. It's the same in the church of our Lord and Master today. Why? Why do we have gospel preachers and evangelists? Why do we have elders and deacons? Why do we become Christians? Why are we Christians? What's the purpose? What's the motive of our hearts? Is it for God's good pleasure? Or is it for our own selfish ambitions? Paul spoke of those who are of the false circumcision in Philippians. Our own brethren who are corrupted by this same infection that we read of the people in Genesis chapter 11 verses 1 through 9. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. God's going to judge that. God's going to deal with that. You know, we have to be wise. We have to be humble. We have to be wise. We have to be courageous. And we can embrace and thank God 
for the technology we have and the minds we utilize to create a great many things. But it's all because of God. It's all because of God. Everything we build, everything we have, it's because of God. His love, His purpose, our hope in His Son, the Christ. What use is it if we can construct a device that can transport us to other planets? What good is that if we know not the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Savior of the world? Do you think God's going to allow us to investigate other galaxies while we reject His Son, the Savior of the world? Why would He allow us the cure to cancer? Why would He allow us the cure to a great many things through medical advancements if we hate Him and hate His Son? Since we've, since we've um, corrupted ourselves through ancient fables such as evolution and atheism, we've greatly diminished our capabilities in the laboratory, in the scientific realm, in what is observable and testable, because we've hindered our minds and the capability our minds have god blessed to think and create we've greatly dumbed that down because we believe ourselves to be without purpose in life that we are nothing but animals there is no right or wrong up or down we simply exist through random accidents and chaos and primordial soup and billions of years when we put God first and we understand there is a creator, God blesses our minds to create things. But when we reject him, hate him, and consider ourselves to be animals, we are filled with stumbling blocks and we can't create anything good. Our world is corrupt. It's a fallen world. Given. Absolutely. But just because that is true, do we need to run headlong with the swine off the cliff? You know, not at all. We don't need to invoke another Rome, another Roman Empire, to prove a point. Sadly, we have, in these fallen nations we currently live in, is a result of us saying, let's build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven. Nope, that's fantasy. What is reality is we are being scattered abroad around the earth, made to be oppressed by tyrants. That's the reality. All right, guys, I guess that'll do for now. 40 minutes in, good stuff. Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. I appreciate your kind attention. I hope stuff that's been said will certainly perhaps pierce you into studying further or question things a bit deeper. Uh, you are loved. You are appreciated. Again, please like, rumble, subscribe, share, comment, all that kind of good stuff. And if you do find substance, if you do find worth in the Added Souls ministry and the things we do, please consider supporting. You can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com. 
And therein, whatever you are willing and able to uh, support with, you can. And you'll receive exclusive content there. Uh, studies and updates and reports, all that kind of good stuff. Stefan Maia is my name. AddedSouls.com is the website. I am a minister for the East Coast Church of Christ, a new church plant over here in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. And uh, we'd love to have you partake. We'd love to have you involved. If you want to study the scriptures one-on-one -on -one personally, reach out to me. We can certainly set that up. Uh, I do uh, pray you remain focused and positive and have a wonderful day. Is that okay? All right. That's all I have. <laughs> Peace out.